Welcome to the Locust Golden Hour podcast. This podcast is about sharing stories, advice, tips, and all things surrounding university and student life. I'm one of your hosts, Christina, and we have our other host, Lena, and our very amazing and special guest, Tyler. Welcome, Tyler. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, everybody. So Tyler is one of our Locust alumni. He attended the... Actually, do you want to talk a little bit about yourself, Tyler? Uh, it's one of my favorite pastimes, so I will I will talk about myself. My name's Tyler, Tyler B, Tyler Britz. Um, I was in Locust all four years, uh, so I started off just as a student. I was on the house council, and I was Don for two years, and then in my last year, I was a marketing exec, the marketing exec for Brantford, and also a Don. And I'm, in the future, about to start work with the Office of Off-Campus Initiatives, so within Laurier. That was... Yes. Woo. Uh, <laughs> um, I also, I, I like to talk. That's, that's a good, that's my intro. <laughs> that's, that's why we brought you back. We, you know, Tyler just graduated again. Congratulations. We yes, wanted to have you back right away. Um, we needed your, your complete advice because today's going to be our topic is just advice with alumni. So Tyler is going to spill all the beans, everything you need to know about, you know, Laurier in general, you know, first year tips, everything you, everything you want to know. So uh, yeah, thanks for joining us today, Tyler. So before we begin, we'll actually start off with um, a fun little icebreaker question to kind of get to know you a bit better. So um, what food or dish represents you? Wow. I, I'm prepared to answer this because this is my favorite. I, full, full circle back to my intro and also the reason I'm here. This was the icebreaker question I always asked first years. First day during a week, I would ask this. Because even if you don't answer, like, even if you're like, ooh, I don't know, I can get you to answer. And everybody, no a lot way. of people just say potato. Dinner <laughs> food, burrito. Burrito, 100%. I'm large and I'm full of stuff. Uh, and of course, everybody's full of stuff, organs, thoughts. <laughs> you can go as literal or figurative, but I, I'm full to the brim, I like to say, of, of everything. So I live life to the fullest and I'm large, like a burrito. So I, <laughs> that's my answer. I love, I love that. that. I love that. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> so Tyler, how has life been after graduation? Do you have any like fun stories to tell us, like what you've been up to since? Well, you guys caught me on a good day. So I'll give you a little rewind. Uh, what have I done since? Almost nothing. And and I can say in the in the best way possible, almost nothing. Because when you're in school, I don't I don't know, you get caught up in it. So you've been in school since kindergarten, unless you took that gap year that some people take between or maybe a few gap years. There's a lot of mature students, stuff like that. Uh, it's been good doing nothing like just not having to worry about deadlines, not having to worry about like being present at school has been pretty, pretty good. You know, first time I've had a real break that's not summer or Christmas since kindergarten. So uh, <laughs> feels pretty good. Um, I also worked at a large national grocery chain, uh, the one that's large and yellow and uses a banana as the logo. It's a no frills. Mm. I don't know why I'm playing coy. And <laughs> I had, on the day of recording, I actually just worked my last shift there. So this is, you guys caught me, you guys caught me on a good day here. That was, yeah. So. Oh, wait, wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Then. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but that's pretty much it. And it's been great. 
so that's that's kind of my positive spin on it the negative spin is that it's a hard change from having structure to no structure but you gotta find you gotta look for the good before you look for the bad yeah i agree i guess with that change like how have you been organizing or like trying to to time manage then if if you have all this flexibility I feel like that's that that's a hard question to answer because I'm a procrastinator. Oh no, that's Me too. The, the bad thing. I'm a procrastinator. I leave literally everything to the last moment. So I've had some things like I've had to get my car fixed. I've had like a dentist appointment, a haircut, and it's hard to not just leave them to the very last minute when there really is no repercussions besides my own shame. Like, oh, I was supposed to get my haircut last week and I just didn't because I forgot. You know, it's not like I forgot to hand an essay and I failed. Uh, <laughs> now that I'm saying that out loud, that sounds incredibly sad. I know how to personally <laughs> groom myself. I am 22 years old. Uh, <laughs> that haircut was merely an example. Uh, moving on from <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, okay, well... Tyler, let's just get right into it. What is the number one tip, the number one advice you would give to the first years listening to this podcast or any, you know, Lori students? My answer to that question would have, is something I've said many times, something I'll tell anybody anytime. It's listen to the cliches. And to unpack that is when I was in high school, sitting in the auditorium hearing about how horrible university is air quotes horrible oh my god things are so bad blah 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 blah. you're gonna need to keep track of dates you're gonna need to be on your own and learn how to be independent etc etc you get to university on the first day they're gonna say plan out your syllabi they're gonna say study ahead of time they're gonna say don't leave things to the last minute and it may sound like a cliche and it also makes it may sound stupid but people are telling you those things because they're true in in first year first week I was like none of that none of that stuff matters I'm different in high school I didn't even have an agenda I just remembered the dates in my head and then it's going to hit you like a wall and then you're going to go oh yeah that is why they tell you those things so listen to what they I say they listen to the advice you're given you're you're not better than anybody else in in many many regards maybe you are you know you are in a university and you so clearly you're i don't want to say you're better than people <laughs> you, you clearly you clearly have academic talent and drive so and you need to know how to use that properly and there's guidance available and you need to listen to it because there's going to come a time where you're going to think you don't. And there's a reason that that is advice. That's kind of what it boils down to is there's a reason that it, that advice is there and it's because it works. They wouldn't tell you it if it didn't work. That's so true. all the baseline stuff that you're going to hear a thousand times you heard at the end of high school and you're going to hear in your first year, it's true. That is so true. I never thought of it that way though. I think it like kind of encompasses everything into one. Yeah. Like a burrito. <laughs> like wow. A burrito. We went full circle. And <laughs> just, I, I know you guys have other questions and things, but I just, there's an, another side of the coin to that is there's <laughs> like many rules in life, A before E except after C, that wasn't, that was, I don't think that's what it is. Regardless, fake rule. It's, it, it's made up. Is there some that are not necessarily always true? 
but it's easy to tell because also in high school before I went into first year they told you that university was a scary horrible place and you were just a number and everybody hates you and if you fail there's no one there to catch you and that's a lie it's because there's always a good support network and and there's things like that that they that, that aren't true but it's easy to discern so cliches that kind of trend to the personal in your own personal initiatives, those are more accurate and you should listen to them. I don't know if cliche is the best words, but I've, I've told that to so many people, I stick with it. In Sorry addition, to, yes. I was gonna say, in addition, I feel like um, you can listen to the cliches, but also tailor it to yourself. Like when people talk about whatever work ethic, you can like maybe an agenda doesn't work for them, but like having it on their wall works for them, like different things, you know? Oh, so yeah. it isn't like one way to do it, but it's good to listen to cliches. I said agenda, like I'm in the seventh grade. Maybe I should say like the date book or like a Google calendar, like keeping things organized is what agenda meant. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> so Going off of that, what is the best advice that you've received? So that's advice you would tell the first years, but what's the best advice you've received? Is it sort of the same thing or? Honestly, no, because I don't think anybody sat me down and told me that. I think I, I learned that the hard way through failure. Um, best advice I've ever received, probably that, okay, this is, you've, you people have definitely heard this before, and but let me unpack it. What do you call a doctor? who got 50% on the doctor's exam. Doctor. <laughs> okay. okay. We, okay. We were all, I was really confused there. I was like, mm. what is happening? I was like, is there a punchline that I'm missing? I don't know who, like, I don't know. I don't, nobody, nobody specific. I didn't have some mentor who told me that. It's just, I've been told that hundreds of times is that grades aren't everything, you know, mm -hmm. and it's especially important for first years or first or second years when you're going to get to university, your grades might drop from high school. Okay, and you got to know that it's okay as long as your average is enough to stay in your program as long as your average is high enough to graduate it doesn't matter. So you know, you take a hit, you know, first few months, you take a hit later down the road second semester, you know, second year something bad happens to you, you know, maybe you're off your game. It doesn't matter. <laughs> the only person that's going to beat you up for it is yourself. And well, maybe if you're like failing, then, but like on a day to day basis, you know, like you bomb one assignment because you had to focus on something else. God forbid that ever happened, you know, just, but if it, <laughs> if and when it does, the only person who's going to eat at you is yourself. And that's kind of the freedom and the independence that university affords is you have to hold yourself accountable, but you also have to remember to be nice to yourself because it's hard. Yeah. Wow. And like, I feel like I needed that advice right there. Yeah. <laughs> Hands down, good advice right there. And then like, even then, if your grades aren't the best, you can still learn a lot, even if your grades aren't the best, like academically in life, like within the years that you're at school, like, I feel like I'm a completely different person than I was at the very beginning of university. And it's only been mm -hmm. two years so far. So For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I remember one of my high school teachers actually was saying like, you go to university to learn, you know, um, you're there. It's, it's a whole experience. You know, university isn't just like school. There's like so much more to it. Like we were saying, like meeting friends and like getting to know yourself and like 
I don't know, figuring out who you are and your interests and the things that you're good at, right? So I think it's like so much more than just, you know, getting good grades or just like focusing on school for sure. So do you guys have a favorite Laurier memory? Like, because you spent how, like four or five years at Laurier, Tyler? Four, four, four big years. ones. Well, I, three, three, three and a half plus, or I guess, yeah, three and a half or two and a half plus one and a half from my room. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> do you have any favorite Laurier memories? Like favorite. a single story or like- Too many. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot to pick Too many. Um, Okay, I'll I'll start off with something. Um, okay, I'll 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 throw up one or two here, but one I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. I'm a Brantford man. I'm a Brantford student here, and just for any of our Waterloo listeners, you're valued. We love you, but I'm just gonna give a very Brantford specific answer yes. for real quick. Uh, Laurie Brantford, right in the downtown of of Brantford, obviously. Hopefully you know that. Um, there's I'm a big nerd. There's so much history in the city of Brantford. And if there's one thing I've learned through there is that I have learned so much history about the city of Brantford and there's so much cool stuff literally on campus. Like the res buildings are in buildings that are historically significant, not just to Brantford, but to the wider region to Canada. It's rad, it's cool. That is one of my favorite Laurier memories. It's just kind of exploring and learning. Also, everything's mm-hmm. so much stuff in walking distance, walk around. General Laurier memories. Um, oh, that's actually a pretty hard question because I did a lot of stuff. Some would say too much. I really needed that agenda. Um, <laughs> favorite Laurier memory is, I'm gonna say the cliche to echo back to our further earlier conversation, getting involved. Uh, when I was in first year, I was like the first O week. I, I knew some people before, like I knew, actually used to work with them at the job I just quit today. Whoa, full circle, yeah. right back to the start of the conversation. <laughs> um, I, I, I knew them and, and we kind of hung out together. So I wasn't really forced to try to make new friends right away. And then uh, my locust on kind of talked me into applying for house council. And I like to say that it all went uphill from there because that just kind of spiraled me out into getting really involved with the community and Gloria community and the Branford community in general. And that, that kind of, I don't want to say it changed my life because that sounds like I'm on Oprah, but like <laughs> it definitely <laughs> elevated my university experience to say in a general sense was it improved my Laurier experience tenfold, which is actually putting in effort and trying to become part of a larger thing other than just going to the class, reading the reading, doing the test, getting my degree. I feel like it was an experience rather than going to school. Yeah, I feel like it definitely makes your whole, like all years that you're at school even better when you do more than just academics, for sure. Do you feel like you've like met some like lifelong friends in university or like, like just had those meaningful relationships? I mean, I feel like my friends would be offended if I said no. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, yeah, like in even if I haven't, even if they're not lifelong friends, that's such a life's a long time people (laughs) like I've met very 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 good friends that I could call lifetime friends and personally for me I I met them through being involved I met them I've some of my closest friends I met through the Laurier Brantford History Students Association and 
that is because there was eight of us and the events were just us hanging out uh and also sometimes other people would show up but i met a lot of good friends i've also made a lot of friends through locus and i also made a lot of friends like in, in first year i met many people in locus i probably made the most new connections with everybody is when we went to online and i was talking to everybody i had talked to people from waterloo of course i've talked to people from brantford you know you meet people you you know you get out there and when you're at university people move in and out really quickly and this is a piece another piece of advice i like to share is that okay am i yeah, not like going course. over time or anything is the people and this might be sound pessimistic but please let me explain there's usually there's i don't want to say there's two types of people but i'll boil it down to there's two types of people people that will meet their friends during a week or in the first few months and will be friends with those people until the day they die. And then there's the other 70% of people that will make friends in a week or in first year. And by fourth year, you're not even going to remember their names. Uh, <laughs> that That's of course an extreme exaggeration, but that what kind of person were, were you out of those two, I was the type of person I made a bunch of friends a week. And I was like, you guys are great. And then like by October, I was like, what's your name? <laughs> I found other friends. And, and the reason I brought that up was because that's okay. And in high school, you are forced to be friends with people. You might not be forced in the sense that somebody's like, hey, Jim, be friends with Joe. You're forced to be friends with them because you're in the same room with them for eight hours a day. So, for the you know, whole year. For the whole year. So, I don't, maybe forced is probably the bad word. You're encouraged through being locked in a room with them. Uh, in, in university, things are more fluid. Your class change, you have short semesters, you're busy all the time. So, people come in and out of your, your circles and your lives, and it's not a bad thing. You, you meet people, you get out there, and it's not like, oh, I hung out with that guy for a week and I haven't seen him. It's it's April. Uh, I hate that guy's guts now. <laughs> like, you know, if you walk up to him and be like, hey, remember we had a good time? Chances are they're going to be like, yeah, because there's always something there. And that's that's a feather in your cap that's a name to remember down the line, you know, networking and stuff like that. I'm not a business student. I'm not one of those people that's on LinkedIn. Probably should be. I'm an adult. It's 2021. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, it's like one of those things you meet people yeah there's this analogy that i that i've been told a lot that like you're you're the bus driver of your bus and there's going to be people that are on your bus but sometimes it's their stop so people go off people go on and like all of these people like they leave something behind on your bus and you learn something from them i don't know if you've seen that tiktok trend before where it's like the mosaic like um you learn things from all the relationships relationships in your life and it creates this like beautiful mosaic of what you are because you learn things from them so yeah like like you friend groups may change throughout school even after school like maybe you won't keep in touch with everybody but you'll continue to meet new people and you always learn from them which i find really cool absolutely that was that, really well that said. was profound i feel <laughs> yeah. like i'm at a slam poetry reading this is <laughs> That was such a beautiful analogy. What? I, I, I've never heard of that, but thank you. I feel like you put that in words so well. Life is a bus <laughs> on, on, on a highway. Life is a highway. A bus Life on a highway. Bus on the highway. Did, life is a, did we get all the way back to, <laughs> to life is a highway? Great song. Maybe Great not. Great song. Uh, <laughs> 
I'm gonna have to agree with you. You know, I I feel like I can relate. Like I made a lot of friends during O Week, and then we were like friends for a while, and then a few months in, I was like, oh, like we're just kind of not. We don't really work that well together. And then I ended up seeing them less. But then I met other friends, and I do have friends from my first year that I still talk to. They're one of my closest friends. Like people will come and go, and that's okay. Um, I would say another thing would be like. It's kind of the effort you put in, right? So if you have someone you see in class and you want to really get to know them, but you only see them in class, like maybe ask them to go out for food or like to go to an event with you. Cause you know, um, I think friendship takes effort, right? Like you need to be able to talk to people and like actually get to know someone. Like you're not going to get to know someone by just talking surface level, you know, how are you small talk, right? So I would say like put in the effort if you want to get to know someone well, and hopefully, you know, if they do want that too, they can put in the effort and, you know, whatever happens will happen. Yeah, dive in with the deep talk. And be like, so what's your biggest fear? <laughs> you sit Absolutely. next to them in class. Yeah. Yeah. I feel oh. like that'd be so nice. <laughs> you sit down, you sit down, you're in like a 200 person lecture room. There's no one sitting. You don't have to sit next to them. You sit down, you look over and you just go, so you're afraid of dying alone or? Uh, <laughs> But that's scared. That that might scare them off. But I mean, go for it. Yeah, this isn't a friendship <laughs> advice podcast. I didn't think I signed up for this. <laughs> I don't, on our first episode, we talked about how to make friends, and we said send memes. In this episode, we said ask people what their their fear is right when you meet them. <laughs> I feel like that is a. I feel like you probably shouldn't do that. But like that's a. You'd remember that person. that's a memorable interaction this person doesn't want to drown okay Okay. no drowning person no drowning person (laughs) noted you walk up to them three years later you know you're in third year you're like oh hey joe you don't like to drown you walk away (laughs) yeah afraid of oceans (laughs) got it I guess this is so this is something I'm curious about. What's something that helped you stay motivated or how did you stay motivated? Because I know, you know, um, I guess it's really something that's really new when you're going to university, but I feel like, um, you know, by exam season or the first time for midterms, like, how do you stay motivated to study and then also like being able to balance things as well? Throughout like your four years too. Mm-hmm. No. Am I not allowed? Am I allowed to give crippling fear of disappointing my family as an answer? <laughs> I mean, if if that was your um, motivation, no, no, that was that was only partly a joke. Uh, moving on, how do I stay motivated? Um, honestly, that was only like, only like kind of a joke. <laughs> like, I feel like I don't want to disappoint myself, you know. But that that's that's also back to what we we're talking about earlier everybody's different like mm-hmm. some people need like kind of forceful motivation whereas i am motivated solely off of i do not want to be sad when things are bad so <laughs> that is what kind of kept me keeps me motivated on a grand scale on a little scale it's the good parts of university and and i will spiral this into an actually good answer you don't get to go out and have drinks with your friends you don't get to go eat the famous spinach dip at wilf's there we go i'm a branford man i've i've only had it once uh, <laughs> okay you don't get to go to lawnies for my brand friends um unless you do good because like that sounds horrible but like you know and as I said, you're the only person that can 
control yourself. You're the only person that's going to yell at you when you fail one test type of thing. But you're not going to have time to do the fun things if you're drowning in work and you're doing a bad job. (laughs) So, yeah, it gives you motivation. Sorry, Christina. Yeah. No, um, I was going to say, like, it feels more rewarding when you can go and get that greasy poutine after you finish your exams, you know? Absolutely. It makes it feel better. Absolutely. Like, I just went through three hours of hell. Time for an extra large three meat poutine. I wonder what three meats they're going to put in it. It's different every time. I speak from personal experience. It made me sick every time. The meats were different every time. I didn't feel well afterwards every time. <laughs> Lonnie's is a good place to go to. You may feel gross after, but it's like a staple. You got to go there at least once if you yeah, go to Lori Lena, for Lena, for, you're a Waterloo. You're a Waterloo student, esteemed Waterloo co- colleague. Lonnie's is a Brantford institution. Uh, they serve like 40 to 50 flavors of poutine. Whoa. Um, a lot. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah. They even have like mozzarella sticks. They sell ice they cream. Make, like, they just make everything. food on top of it. At a certain point, like after number like 25, they're just putting other meals on top of it. <laughs> Are they you do serious? dessert ones. It's disgusting. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I'd like that. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you got, you got to catch them on a good Friday, fry comma day, not Friday. Um, oh. Because, yeah, you got to. <laughs> Sometimes they change the, you get there right after they change the oil and those fries are fresh. Mamma mia. That's a good (laughs) deal. That was, this question was what keeps me motivated. (laughs) Fries. French fries. Food's a great motivator. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, I feel like, um, don't deny yourself food if you do bad at school, though. Yeah. That's not yes, yes, right. Yes. That's, yeah. sorry. <laughs> Serious talk. Sorry, Lena. Continue. No, I was going to say, like, if you need to stay extrinsically motivated by little rewards, like, that's good, too. Um, and then, like, hopefully later on, you can become intrinsically motivated by whatever your goals or, like, whatever motivates you personally. But, Kylie, you look really confused. Just the words intrinsic, extrinsic. These are like, you Oh, it's just like internal versus external motivation. Oh, I know, but these are fancy words. We're talking around, so this is a highbrow podcast. I wasn't aware. (laughs) I was just saying, like, I don't know. I feel like motivation is an interesting topic because it's so unique to everyone, as you were saying before. but I also, I always like listening to other people's responses because I don't know, hopefully it can inspire myself or even help me find other ways to, yeah. to stay motivated as well. So hopefully by listening to this, you know, you find some other ways or even discover more about yourself. Yeah. Okay. I have another question for you, Tyler. What's something you wish you did more of or less of in your time at university? Ooh, more of or less of? Mm-hmm. Um, ooh. this is <laughs> I'm genuinely thinking though the reels are spinning in my brain more of what I did more of I don't want to say get more involved because I was already pretty pretty involved um okay I'm gonna give a pretty candid answer okay and this is and I want people to learn from this answer okay what I did more of, and this is, you guys can boo me if this is nerdy, please do. I wish I did more of the readings. Okay, guys. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. Yeah, that's a and, good answer. And let me explain. And let me explain. And I'm not just saying that because, like, oh, this is a school sanctioned podcast. So I'm like, oh, do schoolwork, you know? 
it's like in first year i'm giving you guys the real story in first year i didn't do a lot of the readings if i didn't have to do it i wasn't doing it i do it for my english class because you obviously you're reading a book but like you know i was in other subjects and i just wouldn't do it because i didn't need to you know we're discussing the readings in class by the time i got to fourth year and i was locked inside my room all day because of covid um i i would do the readings more often it kind of scaled up as i went through the years and by fourth year i kind of realized oh my god this is so much easier when you do the readings yes. <laughs> and, yeah. and listen to the cliche it's almost as if they give you the readings because it makes it easy no way <laughs> it's almost like you're supposed to read readings <laughs> yeah and, and, and some and some of the profs i'll give you a little little peek behind the curtain at least in my experience i had a few profs that knew nobody did the readings so their lessons were just them talking about the readings not really like dissecting them they would literally just tell you the readings in lecture and if you've already done the readings, things get a lot easier at that point. <laughs> um, and it took me, it took me longer than I care to admit that that is, that, that I, I, you really think that I would have realized that when I was bombing LY100 in first year, but uh, <laughs> good class, good class. Here's the thing. I started doing the readings by the end of the year and I was like, oh my God, started learning. We read this one article on like the legality of drone strikes. Super messed up. This is a fluff podcast. Don't know how I brought up drone strikes. Don't know how I got here. <laughs> but I remember I'm in first year, first semester, and I'm reading this article because I had failed the quiz prior and I'm reading it. And I was just like, oh my, I was like, this is a good read. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm learning. <laughs> And like, not to like be more nerdy, but sometimes when you do read readings, you're like, wait, this is actually really cool. Or you watch the documentaries that you're supposed to watch. Yeah. It's actually interesting sometimes. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I'm just imagining some like, you know, buff, stereotypical jock turns on the Locust Golden Hour podcast. He's like, I'm not doing the reading. <laughs> These nerds telling me that's what we think is going to happen. We're like, oh, <laughs> people are going to make fun of us for doing the readings. <laughs> no one's going to make fun of you. If you do the readings, you're going to do better in school. That's like a fact. <laughs> Hard some fact. people might even be like oh i wish i was like them like <laughs> to be and able to do all the readings and stuff like that if you can raise your hand in class and actually dissect what you've read with the prof in even in smaller classes you're probably a step ahead of a large majority of the other students that's a peek behind the curtain this got real real this got real guys i <laughs> <laughs> It also feels rewarding too to know what's going on in class because sometimes like I wouldn't do the readings and then I'd go to class and be like oh, what are they talking about <laughs> I'm not sure mm -hmm. so also helps with like my nervousness if I if you know sometimes you get called on oh. when when you're just sitting there or or whatever but like you when you do the readings in class yeah oh, well because because at well sometimes in Brantford, yeah it's classes smaller. are really small <laughs> yeah especially gotcha. in in my program like Already in second year, I had classes the size of like 15 people just mm -hmm. for my program, health admin. So I would get called on sometimes. So it'd be like for my nervousness and anxiety of like, I need to know something I could answer. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. Christine, Christina, you said is in a very small program. I was in history. And I think I'm like either the second or most history was the second or most smallest or really? smallest programs and and like like my fourth year seminar was six students and the seminars you just talk about things and there's there's a lot of seminar style courses sometimes you sign up for a course and you get in on the first day and the prof goes we're gonna run this seminar style and that means you're gonna have to do the readings because when the 
Croft looks at you and goes, what do you think about this, Tyler? There's a certain point where no matter how good you think you are at BSing, uh, the prof knows. I've been on the end of that before, where the prof pulls you aside and is like, I know you didn't do the readings. And that devastated me. I started doing the readings after that. That's... <laughs> won't name names of the prof but it <laughs> devastated me and i don't know about you guys but i find like discussions to be more like i don't know like stimulating like educationally rather than just like writing a test or doing an assignment on your own i feel like i like yeah. to talk to people i think and, you like, remember it more like yeah. absolutely like, when you're putting it in your own words or like, giving your own input like you're listening to like real life experiences or just like opinions i feel like it's just more productive right I don't know. I know, I know in terms of readings, I can definitely relate to this so hard. Like, I also know, like, if you read the readings beforehand, then in the lecture, it's the second time you're going through the material. So you're more likely to like, remember or understand it. Like, this is like science stuff that like yeah. the, um, <laughs> that the, the learning education center has like talked about, like, you do want to do your readings. It, it helps so much. I definitely noticed that too, like when I, when I would do my readings and then it just makes sense when the professor's talking. It helps, it helps an amount to the point where if you don't do the readings and then you start doing the readings at a later date, it is a noticeable difference in how well you will comprehend any subject. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Then like nerd gears just being in my head. I feel like I want to go to class. It's so weird. I'm talking about this. I'm like, I want to go back to school now. I don't sympathize with that, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> as someone who's in school right now, I, I'm good. I'm doing a lot of readings right now. <laughs> I think like if you find that you're struggling to do all your readings in class, I don't know if anyone else has any like tips, like oh, yeah. at least skim through the chapters, look at the learning objectives, write down any questions you think you may have um write down the definitions or things that you know that pop out while you're skimming like at least try like try to do like a little look through um because again it will help you in the long run that that's an excellent point to make and that's something i i should have addressed when i brought up this topic was it's hard to do all the readings and you yeah. may have to prioritize some like mm -hmm. certain classes you're doing worse at or certain classes do you have a better mastery of the subject maybe you can you can skim those ones because as you'll be told a million times and it's something you should listen to is you have to take care of yourself so a prof might expect you to do three hours of lecture a week and I don't know what is it like six hours of reading they expect you to do or out of class I, I don't know you guys both shrug your shoulders I don't remember they, they tell you that if you're listening to this and you're in first year somebody will have told you this within the first week like I expect you to do three hours of in class and six hours outside of class that's impossible um unless you are some sort of human robot hybrid um that's impossible you need to have friends you need mm -hmm. to eat the greasy fries and you need to to, Socialize. to, to yeah or <laughs> Or you have a life <laughs> yeah you won't make it the four years so you need to prioritize what's important what's not important what reading can i do in order to do it well on the exam what reading can i skip because i already learned this in a different class or i already know it just because it's simple yeah i mean university can be a balancing act and i think it takes a while to to figure out like you know how to, how to balance things but I feel like you'll you'll kind of learn along the way like time management strategies and kind of like how to how to deal with all of that that like 
with everything coming your way with assignments and like homework and everything and trying to, you know, balance that work life, um, work life balance. I, I said the word the balance, work balance a lot. <laughs> <laughs> to go back to like the question of what you wish you did more of or did less of for me in my like the last two years I've been at university. I wish I um, did a, like even though we just talked about doing more readings, I feel like I did a little less or spent less time just studying and more time with friends because I was pretty much shut in in my first year, I feel like. Um, and I'm so thankful that I had friends that were persistent and be like, please just come hang out because <laughs> otherwise I probably wouldn't have. But like, yeah, finding that balance between hanging out with friends, studying. Yeah, different for everybody too. Yeah, for sure. I think it can, yeah, like, I think for me, something I want to do more of is like, I would say like, get out of my comfort zone more. Like, I, I feel like I'm a pretty, um, like somewhat outgoing introvert for someone who's very socially anxious and introverted. But at the same time, there are some things I feel like limit me because I'm scared. But I, I think once I do it, I'm like, why was I nervous about that? Or like, mm -hmm. why was I scared about that? no one first of all no one cares no i don't want i want to i don't want to say this in like i want to put this say in the nurse's way first Preach. Ah! i just want to say like <laughs> people don't care about you as in like they don't care what you're doing no one it's cares like, no one cares if you're scared that someone's gonna judge you they're probably not even looking at you um too preoccupied with themselves already anyway exactly it is, it is a liberating moment when you realize that people will care about you when you need help or when you ask for help Otherwise, they're doing their own thing. <laughs> yes, yes. So do whatever the heck you want. Um, and don't be afraid that people will judge you. And if they, they do, like, that's not your problem. Like, you shouldn't really care about that. You just keep doing you, whatever, you know? That's, I think, if we're, if to, 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 to put everything that we've discussed in one box is university is about learning. And the number one thing you need to learn is who you are and who you are as a person you have to strike up a balance of work life social and all this advice we just said could be absolutely bunk to you <laughs> because you're the outlier and you need a different style of life and that's okay there we go <laughs> and it's yeah snap snaps and it's not something you'll figure out right away too oh it, it can take you your whole like, yeah you will probably you will make mistakes you will fail oh gosh, I've like the failure, it's fine. But you're, you're gonna, you're gonna, you know, stand back up, you know, you, you fall in, you get back up how many of times you need to, and you'll, you'll just continue. And that's okay. Failure is feedback. Ooh, I like that. Quote. That's a good one. Failure is just feedback. I love that. <laughs> Do you guys have any other questions? <laughs> we can, I guess we have one more question we can ask before we sort of start mm -hmm. to wrap this up. Mm -hmm. But do you, did you have some sort of bucket list that you could give people to do before they graduate? Or at least like you could answer as many as you want or just like one thing you need to do before you graduate. Like one thing around the city, hidden gems. Okay, I'm the hidden gem guy in Brampton. I'm not, <laughs> I shouldn't say that. People yell at me. I say things are institutions. Fun fact, uh, if you listened at the, at the top of the hour, uh, earlier in the show, if you, I said that I was the marketing exec uh, last year for Locus and I was in charge of, 
Beeford Fridays, uh, which is I shouted at a local business, local place to go. So those are, I don't, I don't think that those are still up anywhere, but if they were and you could see them, you could see that almost every week I called every single thing a Brantford institution because that's the only way I describe it. Wait, what does that mean? What does like that even mean? It's an institution. It's a cornerstone of the community. Like it's okay. a, a place that people know, you know? I don't know. That was a bad example. So, so what were you saying? So what I'm saying is, is that I know a lot of places and I will tell a lot of places, but also I, I, everybody's experiences are different. Uh, my number one thing to do on Laurier Brantford, if we recall, was to read about the history of the city. So I'm a very niche example. Um, number bucket list. Ooh. Go to the Grand River. It's so close to the Brantford campus, and it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. You go there in the winter. One time, me and my friends in the winter first year, we got a bunch of those parachute army men, and we just started throwing them around. And I felt <laughs> like I was six years old, but also it was right near the end of first year, so like things were like, or I think actually it was the start of second year, so things were crazy and hectic. But like it was just one of those things where like you know you got to feel like a kid for a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's a bucket list. Is is a bucket list item? Is chill out. Like, you know, this is the last time in your life. I don't want to say hard last time. This is one of the last times in your life where you will be encouraged to act like a child. And even though you're 20 years old and don't act too cool for that. That's the second last bucket list item. Chill out. Number one. Number two, you're not too cool to be involved with your community and have fun. I like that a lot. I think I need to remind myself that. That yeah. you're not that you're not cool because I'm just <laughs> no, a positively that. uplifting podcast. You're cool. You're cool. Like, <laughs> that I need I. It's okay to like go have fun and be like a child sometimes. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's like a thing. That's like a real thing. Like when you're an adult, like just chill out. Like and as previously said, no one cares. <laughs> like yeah. adult life's hard. The world's on fire. Relax. Mm-hmm. Like. Also, Brantford sunsets, especially in fall time, I don't know what it is, but they're so beautiful. They hit a little different. Um, in general, in general, to give a less Brantford for perspective, um, talk to your professors, and I mean in a non-academic sense. If I'm going to be a real bootlicker, I'm going to be like a real, real love the school. Your professors are cool people. They're professors because they know things. And they'll talk to you, you know, you might be in a class with 300 people. If you go to their office hours and you're like, I have a question about this. They're cool people. Like there's a reason that they've gotten that far. And I don't want to say every single one of them's a cool, rad, go out for drinks with them. You might have some jerk professors, Uh, (laughs) but chances are if you talk to them, you're going to come away with something. Yeah. They're human beings. They're real they are. People. They're people. They have That's... lives. They have lives outside of um, school as well. So, you know, they're actually pretty cool once you get to talk to them. And most of the time when they're in their office hours, they're waiting for someone to come talk to them. Absolutely. They are. They're, yeah. yeah. I, I had a prof in first year and every single time I went to her office hours, she always knew that no one came to her office hours. So she would eat lunch and 
one time I can't I think I went to her three times in the semester and all three times she was eating something and and by the third time she was like I just eat because I don't think anybody's gonna come to these uh she was eating cereal and she was like she just she was just mowing down and she was like I didn't think anybody was gonna show up and I was like I did (laughs) did you eat cereal with her I did not (laughs) but I was like I failed the last quiz please help me (laughs) you You brought her some cereal she helped me <laughs> it's almost as if she was supposed to do that. It's almost as if that's what she gets paid a lot of money every year to do. Oh my oh. god! <laughs> it's almost like they want to help. Oh. Crack the case, everybody. <laughs> well, I think those were all of our questions for you today, Tyler. Thank you for sharing your amazing wisdom with us yes. and just sitting down and talking to us. Thank you for having me. I love to talk. Um, I love, I got real, I got a little silly, you know, <laughs> what can I say? I did, I did the two emotions. Uh, <laughs> Very on brand for Tyler. I think it is. If anybody who's listening to this has ever met me. <laughs> Hi, mom. My mom's not going to listen to this. Uh, <laughs> Tyler, do you have any last words um, for our listeners here? Um we talked about a lot of things, but anything else you want to mention? Not really. I think I really hit most of my major points to get through to first years. Just, you know, have a good time. It's all right. It's going to go by before you know it. And you're going to be in your fourth year sitting on a podcast with people being asked <laughs> how to better spend your time. So like a, how to better spend your four years. So blink and you miss it. Have a good time. Listen to the advice of others. Awesome. Well, I'm thumbing up. <laughs> I don't know if this is an audio or a video podcast. I'm giving a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you again, Tyler, so much for um, coming on here, sharing your wisdom. Um, hopefully we can have you back another time. Um, and remember, if you want to listen to our podcast, make sure you subscribe, follow, um, leave a good review on Apple Podcasts. And until next time, stay golden. Bye. Bye. Amazing. Thank you. Woo.